you've talked about what makes your publication source different, right? And stand out from others. Uh, but how do you communicate that with your prospective clients? We really don't have to pitch it much. I've mm -hmm. got a, uh, because of the established domain, you know, you know, like I said, launching in 1997, having, we've got thousands and thousands of articles published, uh, press releases and stuff on the Newswire site. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another show of the Determined Society podcast. I am your host, Sean French, and today I have with me a good friend of mine, uh, Curtis McCoy. He is known for founding dozens of businesses, including a cosmetic laser clinic, a pharmaceutical company, and a telecommunications company that served over 250,000 visitors monthly. Many don't know about the struggles that he faced in his life, including abuse as a child, type 1 diabetes and even overcoming a terminal brain cancer diagnosis before buying Newswire a few years ago and recently launching Newswire magazine. My boy Curtis is a motivational speaker who's phenomenal at inspiring others to overcome adversity. McCoy launched Newswire magazine to share stories of entrepreneurs and leaders who are crushing it in life and in business. Everybody give a warm welcome to my boy Curtis McCoy. What's up, brother? Appreciate it, Sean. Man, I'm glad to have been able to feature you on the magazine as well. You've got Dude, a- Dude, uh, bro, like I'm gonna tell you what- yeah, you're crushing I am as well. So blessed and grateful for uh, you putting me on that cover. And, you know, even you asking me to be on the cover of your magazine was one of those things. I'm like, wow, this is, this is really cool. And um, it inspired me to uh, do a really good job and, you know, and giving you the information that was needed to write the article. So- it's going well. It's trending and people are loving it. And, uh, you know, that's just, you know, a testament to your skills and knowledge in your profession. So I thank you very much. Well, I mean, there's, we've got dozens of people on there that are, you know, a whole lot of articles and stuff, but yours, I just checked this morning and actually let me refresh right now. You've got over 3000. We just published this yesterday afternoon, but so far 4043 readers total and 3049 of those today or since 6 p.m. last night. That's crazy. So you're blown up. That's crazy, man. I'm going to I'm going to be at your status in no time with readers, right? Got to get those okay. views up. No, again, I'm 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 so grateful for it. You know, it was an awesome experience uh, working with you in that. And I just think that, you know, this is something for the audience to really kind of dig into and think about. Um always work with people you enjoy, right? I I mean, you can get featured in, you know, different publications. And, you know, I'm gonna tell you what, and I have, and, you know, this experience felt very specific and custom towards me. It wasn't a cookie cutter, you know, and, the, and, and you gave me a lot of autonomy to really kind of just go and, you know, kind of, Hey, here's your rope cowboy. You go figure out what you want to <laughs> want to get out there. So it really stretched me, man. And, um, you know, I, I believe I became better because of it. That's awesome. Well, there's a difference between, you know, I mean, you can get featured on, on, uh, different magazines online. You can get on Fiverr and get featured for 10, 15 bucks mm -hmm. on different, you know, they call them magazines, but it's just a website. Somebody threw together with a generic WordPress template, you know, magazine template, and it may look good, but you know, this newswire we've had, it launched in 1997 and I picked the company up a couple of years ago, but there's a difference between having something that just looks good and something that is 
you know, search engine optimized. We've got artificial intelligence, the reader under there. So you can click the button and have it actually read your article out to you in English or whatever language. And it's kind of cool features like that, that, you know, it's, it may look similar, but it's mm. not a, uh, not your typical $15 fiber. <laughs> Mar- <laughs> I didn't even know you could do that. People do that. Yeah. There's the, uh, I've had, I had a couple of them reach out to me when they were starting their, you know, they were starting their little online magazines mm-hmm. and saying that they'd like to feature me for free if they could use my name, you know, use my picture on the magazine or whatever. So there's quite a few of them like that where now they're selling them for between 15 to $50 per episode or per article or whatever. And I'm like, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Feature me. I'd like to, I, I'm happy to, you know, supply it for free, but sure. obviously bigger publications or some of them are 30,000 plus to get, get your name on the cover, get your face on the cover. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, you want to make sure you're working with the right people and that it's going to actually like produce the results that you want for yourself. Right. It's one thing to, you know, some of the things I feel like is just like optics. Let's talk about that. Right. It's just like you mentioned, you can get on Fiverr and I can go and I can get featured in a hundred different things for like 1500 bucks. Really think about that. Yeah. But is it going to, you know, support my mission moving forward? Is it going to bring me the results that I need to grow my brand, right? And to become a household name? Let me ask you a question. Have you found yourself counseling people when they're coming to you for the service, right? Of like, hey, listen, you can do X, Y, and Z very, very cheap, but here's the difference. So you, you've talked about, you've talked about what makes your publication source different, right? And stand out from others. Uh, but how do you communicate that with your your prospect your, pros- your prospective clients? So we are typically not. I, I really don't have to. Uh, really don't have to pitch it much. I've mm-hmm. got a uh, because of the established domain. You know, you know, like I said, launching in 1997, having we've got thousands and thousands of articles published, uh, press releases and stuff on the Newswire site, mm-hmm. and so it's a name that you know anybody in the PR industry knows of Newswire. They've probably already used Newswire. So when we launched the magazine. It was just. Oh, cool. That's another, that's another publication that this established credible press release distribution company mm-hmm. launched. So we haven't had a, uh, I, I've never launched, you know, the online WordPress magazine, like a lot of those sites are where I'm really out having to pitch it and yeah. you know, make it sound like something that's not, it yeah. just, if people look at the history on the site or, you know, go to the, who is look up or whatever. It, it's really easy to tell, you know, that it's not just a, uh, you know, not a, not a new thing. So, right. Right. I, I really haven't had to pitch it much at all. It's just, I've reached out to a couple like you, I've reached out as a friend and, mm-hmm. and wanted to feature you just because I knew it was already, you know, we had people getting 10,000 plus views a day on their articles. So I thought that'd be a cool thing to feature you on. And I think you could bring some value as well. You know, I think that's one of the things, man, that, that I've, that's always stood out about you to me. Right. And I've never told you this, but I'm going to tell you in front of the whole audience, I've always been very grateful that every interaction I've had from you, you've, you've come with the energy and I know it's genuine, right. Of wanting more for me. You don't want anything from me. Like to a point where I said to you, I'm like, all right, yeah, cool, man. But like, what's the catch, right? Because in this business, let's be (laughs) honest, man, let's be honest in this business. There's always some hook right? Yeah. There's always some hook. You think people really give a shit about you and then they hook you and it's just like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. You know? And so when people like you come along that really match my energy and match my heart, like, you know, it's, it's really, it's, it's a lot of fun for me. 
And, yeah. you know, that's why, you know, I put my heart and soul into this, this thing that we did together because, yeah. you know, yeah, like you did a great job. Dude, thank awesome. you. Thank you. But I just want to, I just wanted to acknowledge you in, in the interview in front of, you know, all these people that, that you really care about people. And appreciate that. You know, I, I, dude, I'm going to, I'm going to be like, you've offered me multiple things before, you know, um, one of them I just couldn't do. It was a fly out to California and, and go to this party with you. But like, you know, I didn't really know you all that well. So I was like, okay, well, you know, like, is this, what's the catch? What's this like, random is this, real? Guy is this real? Like, is this yeah. guy even a real person? I knew you were a real person because you've done some things with some people that are, we're in the same circle, right? Yeah. We know the same people. We, you know, literally have friendships with the same dudes. Right. Yeah. So, um, I knew you were real, but like, it's, it's just nice to see like all the math is adding up. Yeah. Right. And I, and, and it, to me, that just special. <clears throat> so I wanted to, you know, show you some love for that. Well, speaking of that Hollywood Hills thing, that was one where I had, it, it was the, uh, a PR specialist or a, the PR guy for somebody else that I had followed on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Lady's got like literally over a million active followers that are wow. she's just absolutely crushing it. And so we'd, we'd talk back and forth. I had never met any of these people, but he says, uh, he reached out and said, Hey, Rhonda, Rhonda wanted to see if I could invite you as a VIP guest. And he mentioned all these different, you know, all, all kinds of celebrities and stuff, a couple hundred different celebrities out there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't watch TV. I've got, I, mean, I, <laughs> I have never had cable or, you know, whatever, um, satellite subscription or whatever. Mm -hmm. Just don't have time to watch TV and be productive at the same time. And so he's listing all these people off and like, cool. Those are all names. I'm not sure who they are, but <laughs> uh, so I I'm like, yeah, that'd be cool. If he said that she was needing to help, you know, wanting some help promoting this book launch that she was doing. I'm like, cool. Yeah. I'll fly out there. And you know, if there's a bunch yeah. of celebrities, or whatever. And then as I started Googling some of these people, I'm like, holy cow, that's this guy's, you know, lead drummer for whatever band. Okay. These are, all these people are, you know, actors and actresses and right. musicians and stuff. Yeah. This is kind of a cool thing. So then I reached out to some other friends like you and had Melissa J. Vogel, MJ Vogel, and uh, quite a few other folks. Some of them actually showed up and really? I was really hoping that that was not a, not a flop where we ended up at a, <laughs> some kind of back alley or something, but it was really <laughs> a cool event. It was cool. Yeah, it was. It was absolutely awesome. That's One of the awesome. crazy things. So I showed up. <clears throat> I showed up an hour early, and you know, told him, "Hey, I'll." You know, I'm not. I'm not trying to be fancy or nothing. So I showed up in my suit, but I'm like, I'll roll up my sleeves and help him get get stuff set up or whatever. And uh, I had no idea that it was this massive, just a, just this ridiculous mansion on the you know <laughs> off over the cliff, and they've got the yeah. infinity pool pulled pouring off yeah. over the edge. And and uh, I showed up, and there's this old guy you know, kind of old rocker looking guy, uh -huh. really nice suit, but he's got this shredded old band t-shirt, you know, underneath the, underneath the shirt, there's like holes in his shirt, curly hair and is wearing a beanie. And so I'm walking around before everything gets started and shaking hands and said, Hey, you know, I'm, my name's Curtis. What do you do? So I'm talking to people. And when I asked this guy what he did, he says, uh, he said, well, I, I haven't been asked that in a while. I guess I play the drums. <laughs> so I'm like, so I still have no clue who the guy was, but through the whole party, because I wasn't sucking up, trying to be, yeah. you know, trying to be buddy, buddy with whoever the, the coolest person at the party was. Yeah. I guess this guy, he pulled up in the brand new Bentley. Um, <clears throat> it's like first one off the lot in California, just, just phenomenal car and stuff. But I, I had no clue. I thought it was just, you know, kind of this old guy in a shredded t-shirt. And <laughs> so the whole night, because I was the one with these other celebrities that are there trying to 
trying to get in this guy's good graces. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even have a clue who he was. So he'd be having a conversation. He's like, Curtis, hey, hey, you got you to meet Curtis. This is my boy. Curtis is my man, whatever. And so it was a pretty cool deal with uh, meeting folks like that. Again, just because I was just trying to meet people, not yeah. didn't want anything from them. I think it's really cool, man. But, you know, and I, and I think that, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of big celebrities, a lot of them, if they lead with ego, they can be really offended by that. Hey, what do you do? Like, what do you mean? You don't know who I am. I'm so-and-so. Yeah. But I think it's also really refreshing um, for a lot of celebrities because, you know, um, you know, through them being in the public eye so much, everybody feels like they are, you know, way up here and they're, they're not, they're different, right? They're not just like us. And I feel like as though a lot of them want to be treated by just, just like a normal people. So when somebody out there truly is treating them like normal, a normal person, they value that person. I don't know. I would have, I might've been offended if I was this big time rock star and the guy that was talking to me had new clue. Who hey, I stop was, icing uh, me. Who the fuck was it? <laughs> who was it? I don't remember. You I still don't, remember don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't know until, I didn't know until later until all these celebrities are showing yeah. up trying to get, trying to get pictures of the guy and stuff. I didn't even know who he was, but that's real crazy guy, real friendly, yeah. but. Really neat. Really neat. So dude, I want to dig into something here. You, you have a pretty impressive background, right? So you've, you've done a multitude of things, a laser company, um, pharmaceutical company. Um, you know, and most recently you bought Newswire, um, when you were going through, um, when you were diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. And I, I really want to touch on that if you're okay talking about it, because this show, um, you know, my listeners really love, you know, like when shit hits the fucking fan and then they see somebody, uh, persevere in, you know, heal themselves or just come out of it on the other side, you know, bigger, better, faster, stronger, and more successful. So talk to me about that day when you found out that you had terminal brain cancer and how you decided to, you know, like, Hey, this isn't going to be my reality. You know, I'm going to be on this earth. I think you told me at one point they gave you three months to live or six months to live. Yeah. So they, this was back in 2010. I had been having seizures. I was running the cosmetic medical laser clinic. I was sponsoring events at the Denver Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Hammond is an IFBB pro bodybuilder. He's the guy that they just did the, uh, that they did the original Incredibles movie after. Oh, nice. That, that Disney movie. Mm-hmm. So just an absolute swole up, really cool guy. He yeah. just passed away recently, but Andy was a good friend of mine. And we did the, uh, he came down doing this event at the Denver Coliseum in the supplement company that I owned, ripped off my T, you know, ripped off the t-shirt, did the posing routine in front of the, in front of this MMA fight set up there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just running all these businesses, everything was running amazing, but I kept passing out and having, having seizures. So I got to where I was having seven to 10 seizures a week, grand mal seizures. Mm. And I'd been a diabetic since I was 27 months old. So my entire life, when I got too low, I'd have seizures from the time I was like eight years old on. Um, but it got to where it was seven to 10 times a week. And pretty soon I was having seizures when I was not getting low. It's just Damn. a random, random time there. Yeah. And so this is a really embarrassing thing I'm going to share here that may not make me look so cool on your podcast, but I was sponsoring this event at the Denver Coliseum, the title sponsor. So I'd get up there. There's thousands of people. The place is absolutely packed. I was also also sponsoring Dwayne Ludwig, who at the time had the fastest knockout in UFC in UFC history. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there all these studs there. And then they get up and they're saying, we got M. Curtis McCoy here. He's the title sponsor. Thanks for putting this on. You know, you guys need to go out and meet Curtis when you get done here. Uh, you know, go visit his booth, whatever. And so everybody in the auditorium, I mean, every single person there had heard my name. They saw me up in the up in the center of the ring and and, and knew who I was. So I get down, I'm head back there, and I I pass out, have a seizure, 
pee myself. So I'm in a, I'm wearing my suit, you know, dark suit, but mm -hmm. so people in pants in front of thousands of people there. And I'm just like, at the bottom of the bottom, like what could possibly be worse than having an entire Coliseum know your name mm -hmm. and then passing out and I bang my face. So I'm, I'm having a seizure on the concrete. So my eyes all blacked up and, and so then I'm back there packing up my stuff. I didn't even stay to the till the end of it, packed my stuff up and, and Damn. went home and, and I'm just thinking if I can't even have, you know, I mean, if I can't even get through this event that took all this time to get set up and stuff and can't get through that without having a seizure, what, what good is this? You know, mm -hmm. so I kept having these seizures and uh, pretty soon I woke up one morning and half my body didn't work. So it was like a, they thought it was a TIA stroke originally, but yeah. arm didn't work. My face is sagged down. I, I was trying to, I called my mom, pulled my phone off the counter and I uh, called my mom trying to tell her, Hey, I think my blood sugar is low. I just had a seizure. But what came out was chicken, pituitary, waffle, phone charger, phone charger. Some like random words. Wow. And so I'm, no. So I tried to say it again. Chicken, pituitary, waffle, phone charger. I'm like, couldn't understand what was what was going on there. So she said, Curtis, I think you got think you're too low. I'm saying, no, I'm not too low. I'm trying to tell her I'm not too low. Just, you know, something right. happened. Paramedics show up. And uh, by the time I was I was coming out of it a little bit. So I, I was pulling myself up. I got a hold, reached up, got a hold of my door handle and pulled myself up, ripped the handle out of my out of my apartment door there and got stood up and and trying to communicate to these guys, tell them, listen, I'm insulin dependent diabetic. I had a seizure. I'm too low. Uh, just give me some glucagon or, you yeah. know, give me a shot. And I'm, I mean, give me a, you know, give me some uh, glucose or whatever and, and I'll be good. But the same thing came out that chicken, pituitary, dairy, phone, phone charger, waffle, random junk. So the guy hands me a notebook and I, one of my hands, I've got kind of working there. So I'm trying to write out, I'm insulin dependent diabetic, write out the story. Mm -hmm. I end up back, the paramedic looks at it and he goes, and so he's kind of a new guy. He hands it to the other paramedic and the guy looks at it and he's like, what the heck? So they hand it back to me. I cross it out. Like, that is not what I just wrote. So I cross it out. I write the, write the message again, hand it back to him. And then um, the senior, senior paramedic guy that was there says, get him, get a stretcher immediately. He's having a stroke. So they tossed me down, strapped me to the stretcher, carried me, carried me out. And I woke up in the hospital. Um, I, I don't know how much later. I don't know if it is hours or next day mm -hmm. or a couple days or whatever later. But I woke up, still couldn't communicate. And as I woke up, the doctor was had his put his mom was put his hand on my mom's shoulder and he said, I wish we had better news. Um this is a malignant glioblastoma brain tumor. So it, and they had done um you know all of the tests and and everything there, but he said he's got a malignant glioblastoma brain tumor. Um, it's you know final stage. He, I, I can guarantee there's zero chance of survival. And you know, what we'd like to do is put him on, do chemo, radiation, brain surgery, try to slow it down. And I would recommend you take him to Disneyland, do some kind of a thing, make some memories here while well, you've still got time, but he will not survive. And so the guy leaves and, and I'm so mad at this doctor. You know, at the time I'm bodybuilding, I'm old, I'm 252 pounds, swole up and lean and, and uh, thinking, you idiot, I don't want to go to Disneyland. I just, I want to get, get back to where I get my companies going. But I go through all this and uh, lost absolutely everything. Lost all my companies. Lost the pharmaceutical company. The everything we were doing there. Ended up sleeping on my parents' floor in Crawford, Colorado, in the middle of nowhere. And we were thirty miles from the nearest stoplight. 
and sleeping on their living room floor in a wood bedroom log cabin and um, it just started from there again. So, yeah, it was kind of a crazy, kind of a crazy thing to go from being feeling like I was on top of the world to absolutely nothing and having to start from scratch again. You know, I think what's what's not the most interesting about this, I mean, I want to get to the most interesting part, but what I feel, what I find is very interesting is, you know, um, that's, you know, how life is, right? You can be at the top of the mountain one moment and all of a sudden a big wind gust can knock your ass down to the bottom and you're rebuilding again. And I think at some point, everybody listening to the show, myself included, can relate to having to start over, you know, whether it was the mortgage meltdown in 2007, that was my story, right? I lost everything. I'm like, I turned into this loser that had to move back to Florida from, you know, I lived in California. That's where I'm from. Um, I went back there after I played baseball at LSU and I wanted to be back in California and I lost everything. Right. You know, and I told me that myself the story when the, the interest, I mean, when the, when the loans started, you know, the state of loans went away and like all that kind of stuff, that whole, you know, bad loan thing. I'm like, dude, I'm, we're done here in California because it's so expensive. No one's going to qualify for shit. And I was convinced I was going to lose my house, convinced I was going to have my car repoed and it happened. And uh, because I just sat in that mindset, right? Everybody I was just going to say like, that mindset is. Yeah. Like everybody feels, and it's just so funny because I talked to her like, dude, they, they tell me like, Sean, you don't understand. You are disciplined. You've been this way. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, no, I had to lose my ass for me to understand that my thoughts were you know, coming to real life. And yeah. there was something, you know, so real about your thoughts becoming things, right? And because you start to operate in that frequency and you start to attract things and make stupid decisions that will put you in that exact position that you fear. So I think that's a very, a very cool point for everybody to listen to. Like, listen, you know, we've all lost things at times. But I think what is more impressive with your story is like, it just wasn't a financial thing. It was multiple things, right? Like you literally had 0% chance to live. So for everybody listening, thinking that, you know, like, Hey, this, what I'm going through right now is freaking hard. It may, may well be hard. Right. But like, put yourself in Curtis's position. If you're a parent, put your, put yourself in his mom's position. Like how in the fuck do you come back from that? Uh, yet, you know, Curtis did. You know, he's here with us today. You know what? Almost 13 years later. Yep. And so at what point, like what, like when you were mad at him, like, but what did you say? Like when you were released from the hospital, how did you beat this man? Because that is something I'm telling you right now. That's almost like, you know, pancreatic cancer. Like, dude, it's a death sentence, man. Like, yep. you, you know, you know, you, you may have one or two people out of a whole bunch of people that actually beat that. I don't know the stats. All right, guys. So for you hop on here and fact check my ass, I'm just talking, <laughs> right? Fuck. So how, how did that, how did that it's work out for you? Man? Drive your interaction up as well. Oh, it That's absolutely. Yeah. So come at me. Come on, people. <laughs> Let's go. Let me piss you off. Um, so what's, um, what was that moment like? So there was, you know, I've been, uh, I'm a believer. I, I believe Jesus died for my sins. I, I know where I'm going when I'm done. Right there. And so that wasn't a, you know, when the, when the doctor said I was going to die, it was a, uh, <clears throat> I, I think I was more mad that he wanted my mom to take me to Disneyland and treat me like a, <laughs> treat me like a special kid. You know, yeah. he's like, and then they're talking about doing brain surgery. So I would have had, you know, the kid in the helmet, not being able to communicate. And he was saying, yeah. I would never be able to communicate again. And so I was frustrated with that going, 
if I could stand up, get my arm to move, I'd, I'd knock your teeth out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was just a weird, weird thing like that. Um, but as he's telling her that there's 0% chance of survival, I, I went home. I, at the originally, you know, I, I didn't move out of Denver right away. I went and I moved in with a buddy who's actually the, uh, vice president, uh, vice president of another company that I owned and, uh, a supplement company. I was running five or six different companies mm -hmm. at the time, but moved into his basement, you know, having seizures and stuff. And, um, you know, had, had all that going on, but then that's actually why I started writing the, the first book. It was the fourth, fourth one I published. That's why I started writing the book was not because I wanted to be a famous author, but I basically just wanted to have something for my mom to kind of remember, remember me by and mm. have a, have a book on the cover on the coffee table when I, you know, after I'd passed, mm -hmm. um, but we went to, it, it, so I also owned that cosmetic medical laser clinic and we were manufacturing bioidentical injectable research peptides like IGF-1, long R3, piglet and mechanical growth factor, different injectable peptides that helped with regen tissue regeneration. Mm -hmm. And so I had a doctor working for me that said if he got cancer, he would absolutely never let him or his family, whoever got the cancer, he would never let them do the American Medical Association approved cancer treatments. He said there's stuff in Germany, Mexico, there's di different treatments in other countries, but he would absolutely never let them uh, touch him with the medical, you know, with the American Medical Association mm. approved treatments. <clears throat> so I thought that was kind of a crazy thing coming from a, from a very sharp doctor. And he brought in, we had another uh, compounding pharmacist that was working at Abbott Pharmaceuticals. So real high level pharmacist and saying, yep, he would not do the American Medical Association approved stuff. So we went to Tijuana, Mexico. My mom had this idea to take me to, down to Tijuana to a clinic called the Hoxie Biomedical Clinic. Mm -hmm. And everybody's warning how it was dangerous and dirty and, you know, how it's unsafe and Tijuana is a scary mm -hmm. place or whatever. Um, but my thought at the time, I, I thought Tijuana was a stupid idea as well because here I am doing, you know, American medical stuff. Right. But so I was just, the only reason I even go, agreed to go to Tijuana was so that my mom felt like we had tried everything we could. Okay. At least we could just, you know, at least you would feel like we had tried. And, you know, I figured however I died, it was going to be, I knew where I was going, so it wasn't a big deal. Mm -hmm. But got down there to Tijuana and they started doing these, um, you know, they, the, it's all kinds of injectable natural stuff, like vitamin B17, which comes from apricot pits. Mm -hmm. And after the very first treatment, I started coming around, it was memories coming back, all kinds of just crazy emotions and, so it, it worked real well and and I'm still here. I made it longer than the 90 days that they guaranteed I would be dead in. So, so I mean, it. is it completely gone? So uh, I've gone back. I've still got some memory stuff with, uh, mm. you know, the short-term memory. Sure. And my sense of direction, sense of time and direction is absolutely trash. Mm. But luckily I've got, you know, technology takes care of all that with oh, scheduling and stuff. So mm -hmm. it really doesn't matter that I, I'm not great with directions because... My car, I can, you know, I can tell my car to navigate to a certain place and it, it goes where I want yeah. it goes. That's awesome. <laughs> as long as you've got the technology, the, uh, the brain isn't required, I guess. Uh, yeah, absolutely not. You just got to know what the words mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> Turn here. <laughs> Man, that's impressive. I mean, like the fact that, you know, we're sitting here, you know, almost 13 years later having this conversation. And the thing that I really, you know, respect about it is there was no fear. 
And, and, you know, there's no fear because you knew at the end of the day, you know, I, I too am a believer of Christ. So I know where I'm going, right? I may have a dirty mouth at times, but I know where I'm going. I have a great heart and I'm a good person. Um, but, you know, I think that that takes an added layer of, of fear, anxiety, and disease off of you when it's just like, all right, I accept it. Like, yep. screw it. All right, mom, I'll go get my shot. You know, we'll, we'll figure out, figure this thing out. And then, you know, along the way, here we are 13 years later and, you know, you're thriving and you're, I mean, I, listen, man, I've, I've always, you know, for the moment we were connected on, on Instagram, I, I saw some of the people that I know doing some things with you. I'm like, man, that's a cool, that's a cool guy, man. He's seems like he's an inspiring dude. He's got, it's got his shit together. But like, after I've gotten to know you a lot better, it's just, that's the power of social media. And I feel like not enough people are u- utilizing it the right way. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, the fact, I mean, I can honestly say without a, without hesitation that the people I have met in the last two years that are in my circle that, that I try, that I talk to from social media, um, are, are closer to me than some of the, uh, listen guys, some of the people that have been <laughs> in my life forever. So like my homies and my, my best gal friends, like, don't be offended by this. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about people that I think have my best interests in mind. Yeah. Right. Like I, I just think it's a powerful thing, right? It, it gives the opportunity for us to broaden our circle and to Absolutely. have more people in our arena, in our corner together. Like, I, I just think it's impactful, man. So, you know, I've actually, I've been invited to, to teach a class called mastering social media um, at the Mesa County Library here, they've got they're doing a wow. bunch of entrepreneurs and business owners and stuff. That's they cool. scheduled a couple months ago, but it's actually the day after tomorrow. Uh, but that's one of the biggest things I'm going to talk on is because there's all these people who are business leaders and you know trying to figure out how to market their mortgage companies or mm-hmm. their you know whatever different businesses. And the biggest thing where everybody messes up, where I did originally on social media years ago, <clears throat> is I'd get on and I'd, I'd talk about. Yeah, I've got this new book. You've got to talk, you got to check mm-hmm. this out. It's, you know, I've interviewed the inventor, mm-hmm. inventor of the MP3 player and these different things. Mm-hmm. Read my book. Here's my book. Check this out. And nobody's checking it out because it's, I'm talking oh. about what I can get out of it. Uh-huh. But when I started figuring out, I mean, it's every social media platform, they've got me there for an hour, you know, plus questions afterwards. And I could literally distill that down to about a 60 second talk. Yeah, you could. Listen, you get on there and whether it's collaborating, sharing, whatever it is, if you're doing at least 80% of all your content in order to give something to your audience with nothing required in return, mm-hmm. uh, just like I do with you with, you know, different things where I'm going, Hey, I can help you do this, help you do this, help yep. you do that. And pretty soon when it comes time to pitch you for a big, you know, big thing, it's, I mean, that's not my, that's not my point, but if I come up with something but, where I'm needing, you know, a, a big financial mm-hmm. investment from you or whatever, you go, man, Curtis has been there all along, always providing value. I've always got good things out of it. Then, then that's the person that you're going to do business with. And so it's basically on social media. It's the same kind of thing where if you're just providing value, even if that's, you know, maybe it's just a picture of you or, you know, it's a, it's a thing where you're sharing, you know, I'll, I'll do it sometimes where I'm, you know, I'm sharing a, uh, or I'm on a trip or taking a motorcycle ride or, you know, hiking or mountain biking, whatever the thing is where people are just getting to know you and mm-hmm. go, man, that looks like a cool guy. That looks like a fun thing that he's doing. And then pretty soon when I come out with the new book or the new course or whatever, then people are excited about it. And, and then well, the money just comes without even having to ask books. Yeah. I think, you know, I think that's something that, you know, everybody learns um, throughout their journey on social media. 
I mean, I'm still pretty new in it. Right. And so, you know, I was noticing that, you know, very early on people weren't acting on what I was putting out there right now. I mean, I, I got to tell you, once people learn who you are and what your heart truly is by you being authentic and genuine, every single time you put something out there, I started being myself, right? I started, if I was, you know, feeling a certain energy about something, I wouldn't hold it back. I didn't worry about, you know, if I was going to offend somebody or if this is too aggressive or, or what it is, these are my feelings. I'm going to be a hundred percent transparent. And what I found is to your point, you know, like I'm getting, I'm getting messages from all over the place The people, you know, with my book, I'm like, what is going on? This is, this is the most yeah. beautiful thing ever. And it's, it's not from a standpoint of, Hey, look what I've done. Let me pound my chest. It's just like, I'm going to sit in this emotion right now because I'm emotional about it. You know, like awesome. I had someone yesterday send me a picture or tag me on social media. She's in a hospital bed holding my book up. That's amazing. Did a post and tagged me. I'm like, I mean, I, at that point I got it. I just like, I literally started, like I had tears welling up as he's like, this is, this is the movement that I wanted. This is the That's movement amazing. that I set out to create when I, when I started the determined society, Yeah, you know, and to, and, and to see it, you know, coming full circle and still at the very infancy of it in my, in my humble opinion, like it's still like, I mean, we're not even close right now. Like there's always another level. I will never stop yeah. pushing, but to see it start to come through in, in such a genuine way, like you're stating, you know, like I've yeah. provided so much value to these people and, and value. I mean, I want the audience to hear this. The, the value could be just something you put out on social media. It could be a quote. It could get somebody through their day, right? Everybody has a story and everybody has the responsibility, in my opinion, to tell it because if you don't, it dies with you. And yeah. that's not only tragic, but it's irresponsible. Well, like, and you don't have to, so many people try to figure out uh, this class. The reason they're asking me to teach the class is because they're wanting me to tell the details of, you know, how do you share this? How do you edit your video clips? Mm -hmm. How do you make, you know, what colors do you use? How do you get this to be? So everybody showing up is expecting to figure out how to show up and, and create the Instagram feed that I've got and do the same kind of videos yeah. and the same stuff. Yeah. And some of them, Anyway, I know, I know they're going to be disappointed on some of them where they're expecting to be able to show up and get this formula of how do I, how do I get my video background to look like that? Those kind of things. Yeah. Um, but if some, you know, if I tried to copy what you're doing with the determined society, I'm going to fail at it because I don't have the same type of, you know, not yeah. only the same personality, but mm -hmm. my audience is not the same as your audience. We've got mm -hmm. a little bit different, you know, a little bit different genre of people mm -hmm. where some of them may, may absolutely love you. And I'm thinking, and I'm going to copy exactly what Sean's doing. And when I post that, there you go. Like, what is he doing? This guy is, yeah, this guy's a weirdo. Even he though lost I'm trying his to do mind. the same thing he used. Yeah. Um, but talking about the books, that was another cool thing where I've had, I, I had a guy chase me down in the San Francisco airport. I, I carry a gun everywhere I go. Mm -hmm. I got one here, one here with me on the, on the side. I got another <laughs> one tucked in my waist. Um, so I'm. He's packing y'all. You know, I've always got. You know, always got ammunition and stuff. And so I'm, I'm going through the San Francisco airport and I hear footsteps, you know, running behind me, flop, 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 flop. And I was like, what the heck? And, and then so I hear Mr. McCoy, Mr. McCoy. And so I turn around and I'm thinking I'm about to get, about to get tackled by airport security. <laughs> and so just thought going through my head, I figured maybe I had some extra, you know, extra shell in a, in a bag or 
carry on or something. So they thought I was, you know, I was getting ready to get tackled for a, for a bullet. Um, but the guy comes running up and he says, I just want to, I just want to let you know I'm your biggest fan. I want to see if I get, I want to see if I get your autograph. That's <laughs> nuts. Like, and so I told the guy, I was like, I was like, what? He said, yeah, I've read all your blog posts. And he just starts listing off. He's kind of a, uh, you know, like, like photog- photographic memory kind of uh-huh. guy. Yeah. But he's talking about blog posts I'd written like back in 2016 or something. Yeah, I was reading this one. You know, he's just just listing off these different things. And and I learned this from you here and I learned this from you here. And um, I just want to let you know I'm your biggest fan. And I said, you're probably my only fan. I've never had anybody say that. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks, man. You really made my day. That's so but, cool, uh, man. But it's cool to see with the books or the podcasts or whatever. I had a, I was, I had a deal I was speaking in San Antonio a few months back here and there was a guy last January that had got on he he called me in the middle of the night on Facebook because he got on he was in the process of committing suicide he'd already eaten a half a bottle of pills Jesus. you know eaten handfuls of it then he got on social media and he googled motivational speakers or whatever it was that he you know whatever he got on uh, and searched found my page and called in the middle of the night just to like a Facebook video call and so I answered and you know, I try to answer all the calls because it could be business or it could be something like that kid that was in the process of committing suicide. So as we're talking, he's talking about how he had, uh, he, he had been abused when he was a kid. And so I shared a little bit about the abuse with, you know, my dad handed me a loaded pistol and told me to do the world a favor, Jesus. Uh, different stuff like that. So just sharing this story with him and he's saying, well, I'm a loser. I've had, you know, I've, you know, gone through a lot of st- same stuff where I'm, I'm listening to him going, Maybe I'm a loser too because I've I've been through the same yeah, kind of stuff. Right, right. But so I'm sharing the story. He's just going, you know, you were created in the image of the gods, created the entire universe. He created you in His image. So by default, you're amazing. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you're in a rough time right now, but that doesn't mean this is where you should give up. You know, I told him, hey, would you would you do me a favor, make me a deal here? And well, what's it? I said, make me a deal. Okay, promise. I said, okay, I'm going to send you a copy of my book right now. I'm going to send you a copy of the latest book. Um, you go dump the, dump the rest of those pills down the toilet. Don't set them on the counter, dump them down the toilet and wait until you get that book and read through it cover to cover. And when you get done with the book, then make the decision if you still want to, if you still want to end your life, but give Mm. it a few days. Don't, you know, don't finish making this, this life ending or life changing decision right now. Will you make me that deal? So, yeah. So I got his address and stuff, sent him a copy of the book. This is like January, two years ago. And I was in San Antonio. I'd had this speech that I'd been working on for weeks and weeks, making sure it was absolutely dialed in. And during the the first day of the conference, I start getting texts from this guy. And I didn't recognize who it was, but he just starts talking about how I changed his life and he's doing good. And he he's just celebrating his 24th birthday. So we get on the conference the first day and I'm reading through these. I'm like, holy cow, this is that guy that was in the wow. process of killing himself. And uh, so he had written out paragraphs of, he sent me his new personal identity saying, I'm a leader. I surround myself with good people. I make good choices. I Good things come to me because I work hard enough, because I deserve good things. So he wrote out this whole thing. And then he started sending pictures where he's standing out on his balcony where he's, he's holding the book. And he said, uh, yesterday was my 24th birthday. And I celebrated it not by being at the, at the bar drinking with friends or doing drugs like I would have typically. You know, he's talking about all the different, mm. different drugs and stuff. So he said normally he would have got, you know, done coke or heroin or whatever he was going to yeah. do and had a good time. But instead he sat home and read that book cover to cover again. 
um, you know, just changed his identity. But I'm going, that's not, that's not because of what I wrote. That's just because I had put myself out there on social media and had enough of an audience that when this kid searched for motivational speakers, he happened to find me because I had had the most traffic or the most, most relevant posts. And so <clears throat> by finding that, I didn't have to be the best speaker. I didn't have to be the best author. I just had to be available where I was in front of him when he searched it, my name showed up. And then I could respond to that and get on the call with him and go, and listen, we went through some of the same stuff. You know, don't, don't end your life here. Give it a little bit of a chance. So that wasn't about anything about who I was or any of that. Yeah. It was just by, by using social media to connect and get yourself in front of people, you end up in, I mean, that could have been a business deal, but it also ended up being where it's just a, you know, changed kid's life. And he ended up, now he's, he's doing good things instead of ending his life back last January. You know, I, I think it's impressive. And I, but what I mean by that is, is like, I think to respectfully con like to disagree with you, it was about who you were. Oh, there's a lot of people in this business and a lot of, you know, people that are in uh, positions of inspiring people or motivating people, or they wouldn't have picked up that call because they'd have been too good to pick up a call. Right. Oh, I'm not picking up this call. My team handles these things that had happened that that young man's not alive right now. So, you know, ladies and gentlemen, that is like truly a testament of why this dude is my friend, because it's things like that. When you can truly give your heart in every situation and not want anything from people, but just want the best for them, like amazing things happen. And two years later, here you are delivering a keynote in San Antonio and this boomerangs back around and you get to see that although you may not have had communication with him after that book was sent out, and I'm sure you've been praying endlessly for this kid, you got to see that he is now okay. What, and that the that cool to me thing. is the re, like <clears throat> that to me right there, like forget every single thing that you've accomplished professionally. That was your purpose. And the other cool thing besides that, though, is it wasn't just I, I'd been working on a speech almost like a sales. You know, I had I had it ridiculously dialed mm -hmm. in exactly what I wanted to say. And as this was going on, I started getting messages. And then the kid, the final messages that were coming in were late, like 2, 3 a.m. And the kid's still messaging where he's celebrating his birthday. And he's got these he's sending these pictures about his new identity. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so I got up the next day on stage and scrapped my original speech, told him, don't use my slideshow, none of that. And got up and talked about how by by putting yourself out there in front of people, by building a good social, good following online, where people, you know, identify with you, even if you've never got a chance to meet them, where they can get out and go, hey, I really like that Sean guy. He he seems to share some good stuff. He seems to have a good heart. And then now when they're when they're needing to hold of you, maybe they're needing to hire a speaker, maybe they're needing mm -hmm. somebody for to co-author a book, or maybe they're going, I'm at Moitz and I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to mm -hmm. reach out to this who's the first social media guy that I can think of. Okay, Sean, I'm going to try to reach mm -hmm. out to Sean French. Um, but by getting out there, just having that, but that turned into a speech where I got up and I was just sharing, here's some of the stuff with this kid's new identity. Here's, you know, the pictures of the book. And so I sold a whole lot of books because of that. Mm -hmm. Cause people are going, I want to hear this. And so rather than just talking about the, the pre-planned speech, I just got up there and was wow. able to be real with the audience and share this real story. And uh, that was actually the fourth kid that I've had, you know, because of the social media stuff and being out there, that's the fourth person I know of directly that had, had decided not to end their life because of just getting into contact. And, but that's all, that's all possible because of 
just by getting your name out there on social media. So if you're a jerk, if you're a dirtbag, maybe yeah. maybe hold up and don't try to grow your grow your following. But <laughs> if you're a good person, I'd say try to yeah, try to blow sure, it up because it'll open up some opportunities for you. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great it's a great way to um, you know increase your reach and to uh, do more for people, right? And to uh, just be there, man. And it, it's that's an impressive story. That, that truly is. And you know, unfortunately, we're running out of time, man. Um, we're both busy dudes and we got to roll, but I just want to thank you so much for being on the show and telling stories that may not be out there in circulation because, you know, like I told you before we started recording, um, I, I do my best to keep my show fresh every single week. It is not the same questions. Nothing is scripted. My, my intros aren't scripted. Um, they're all real and raw and, you know, just a little bit of post editing for my boy, Anthony. And, you know, so I take great pride in it. And, um, you know, this conversation has been so enlightening because, uh, it was so dynamic. It was, it was a deep conversation and it was great to learn more about you. And guys, if you, um, you know, are on, you know, Instagram, you got to look up my boy, M Curtis McCoy, follow him, see what he's got going on. And if he's ever doing a conversation or a keynote anywhere in your area, I don't care what the investment is. You need to go. You need to hear what this man has to say, because not only has he been very successful in the medical industry, the cosmetic industry, which is medical. And then now you're talking about the supplement industry. And now we're in, you know, the, the PR and press release in the magazine industry. And um, he's also a professional in the people industry. And that is what matters the most. So bro, with that being said, uh, a couple more questions. Uh, one, what can my audience do to best support you? Man, that's a, uh, that's a good question. So one of the things, if you've got, I, I'm trying to get more into, I mean, I've spoken at Caesars Palace and all kinds of stuff, uh, big events, but I'm really looking to get into speak with schools, high schools, middle schools, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, even though they're lower paying than, mm-hmm. than some of the large, you know, technical events are. Um, but definitely if you've got, if you're an administrator, school administrator, you know, anybody that's got any pool with the school, um, I, I would love that contact to get, you know, get featured, bring it in, talk to students and help them improve their lives. And then also if you know anybody that's looking to, you know, they're trying to get verified on social media or whatever, um, I can get you featured in Newswire magazine. So feel free to send me a message. Let's get connected. And I was happy to, uh, always happy to meet new people. Absolutely. Go to, go to Newswire, go to Newswire magazine, check out my article. You'll see the kind of artwork, um, that, that he does. And it's uh, a truly professional uh, feature and it was amazing. So I highly recommend it. And, um, you know, uh, like I mentioned to you for Curtis, uh, my students, I'm going to send your way for, you know, a lot of, those services um, for verification purposes for you know amazing feature cover articles and the but more than that man what else can i do to support you man that's it i'm I'm just always looking to connect with with great folks so if you've got people that are that are good people send them over my way and let's get connected and i'm always happy to uh always happy to work with other folks absolutely authoring a book speaking whatever i'm i'm happy to happy to help out co-authoring a book i'm down to do another book Actually, we need to get you in. I'm writing my fifth book right now. Okay. Um, I've had well over 100 applicants already, but it's going to be on personal branding and personal identity. Ooh. I would absolutely love to feature you in that book. 
Let's talk about it offline, man, for sure. Cool, I think man. that'd be fun. I would definitely love to do that project with you. Um, so guys, you heard it. Yeah, you know where to go to find him. And if you don't remember, don't worry. I'm going to put it in the notes so you don't have to write anything down. Just go down, hit hit more or see more, expand details. And you're going to see every single place. You can find my boy, Curtis. Uh, maybe even links to purchase some of his books would be really cool. Um, so be looking out for that. And uh, more than anything, guys, if you got anything out of the show, please uh, share the show out. That's the only way I'm growing right now. I'm not doing ads. Uh, eventually, I might be forced to if you guys don't share the show. So no pressure, but <laughs> share the show. Tag us on our social medias. I know um, Curtis and myself will share it back out on our platform. Uh, we appreciate anything you can do to bring awareness to this episode. And with that being said, guys, take care. See you next time.